Welcome to In-Depth. Join us as we dive deep into conversation, a place where we touch on our struggles, faith, dreams, trauma, and everything in between. Welcome back. Today, Angelica and I will be discussing the season of waiting, what it looks like to know that change is coming, but to wait on the Lord. Today, we get to discuss my story and my journey as I've waited for change to happen. I'm excited to share with you guys my experiences and what it looks like to be on the other side. So grab your coffee, get cozy, and let's get deep. Hello, hello. Hey, I was going to say that too. Hello, hello. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Oh, so nice to finally be back recording. It feels like it's been so long. I know. It really does. I'm excited for this topic, though. Yes, yes. So, you guys, um, this week, and I'm just so glad that we have our Instagram live and we get to kind of give a glimpse on the episode. So this week we decided to talk about the season of waiting. And this was primarily Angelica's idea. Um, you know, we like to bounce ideas around, but usually when we feel pulled towards a certain subject, um, that's what we go with. So this week we want to talk about the season of waiting. Um, I think too, just what that means um, in simple terms and then what it looks like and living it through. Yeah, for sure. So on our Instagram, we, we, um, pretty much gave you guys a preview of what we wanted to talk about. And so the reason I wanted to interview you today is because you just had a recent revelation or yeah, a revelation pretty much. Um, it's not ending your season, but it's a new leaf a new chapter of this season that you've been in so I really wanted to talk about that just because it's so powerful and I I think that it's really important to share stuff like that you have a lot of wisdom and just your story in general I think would resonate with a lot of people because that season of waiting knowing um, change is coming but having to wait what that looks like Mm -hmm. because it's not always nice Um, and how I want to ask you how you feel like you remained faithful or what helped you to hold on to the Lord being obedient through that. So, um, if you can kind of just walk us through, maybe we can kind of start in what season was this for you? That's good. So, um, you know, I just going to start with, um, I'm just, I'm like smiling ear to ear, just thinking like, I'm like, wow, I'm in this season now because I think of myself like five years ago and like there was times that maybe God wanted me to wait and I didn't, you know, and there was times where I I should have been waiting on him and I just kept taking my own steps and then, you know, things fell apart. But regardless, I think it's led me to where I am today. And so I think that the biggest season or the biggest um, topic for this season was when I moved. Um, And I think we can start from the beginning, you know, being in San Diego still and praying about moving. 
And I think you were such a pillar in that because I remember you would pray for me, you know, or pray over me or pray with me. And you would hear from God things that maybe I wasn't hearing yet. Right. And um, I, though, was hearing still like, okay, like God was telling me to move and he was to me his almost stamp of approval was like all the doors opening. Right. So, um, I was journaling, I was doing my part in that and saying, okay, God, like this is where I want to be. Like, is this where you want me? And if you do like make it clear, open, open the doors and, and show me. And I think he clarified that through you. So then I move out here and, and I've mentioned this before. I was expecting this just like, this is it. This is where I'm supposed to be. And just everything just falling into place immediately. And that wasn't the case. So I moved two years ago and I have struggled. And I think especially probably year one and a half and two. So like the first maybe six months I think I I still felt like I was just in it like vacationing and I it was still kind of fun and I was enjoying it and I was decorating our home and you know all the things but when we actually settled down I think I started struggling with whoa is this where I'm supposed to be and I was feeling out of place I didn't feel like I belonged I didn't feel like I was fulfilling my purpose um, I wasn't personal training. And so in that, when I was in San Diego, I felt like that was my purpose. So I wasn't personal training here and I wasn't even considering it. Um, so I just started feeling doubtful. Like I started feeling like, wait, did I actually hear the right thing from the Lord or, oh, so sad just even thinking about me thinking those things back then, but thinking like, oh my God, did I hear God wrong? Am I not supposed to be here? And then starting to to think of like, like backtracking to everything and saying, where did I miss the mark? Right. Mm-hmm. So that was that was me up until two months ago, what, six weeks ago, <laughs> like I was still posting and sharing with you guys that I was crying on my way to work. I want to say it was two months now, but um crying on my way to work because I was still feeling out of place and feeling like I didn't belong. Yeah. I remember before you left, um, like you said, we were, we were praying together and I, I kind of want to go dig into that a little bit just because it's so real. I think that, um, I just, I I know that it's like gold and I I really want to just touch on that. I remember talking before you left and I remember you being fearful of leaving because this is what you knew. This was your life. Your whole life was here and you had established your life here. And so obviously moving to a completely different state, although you were happy and excited to go, there were um, things that were making you feel unsure. And so let's dig into that just a little bit. Mm. I remember Typically, one of the nights before you left, we were praying. And I remember that conversation as I was getting, I was praying for you and getting um, visions in my mind of what God was speaking to you. And in that conversation, you would say, I was just thinking that. And then you told me, you know, 
that's the Holy Spirit speaking in that conversation. And I remember specific things that we talk about all the time still, visions of what God was had planned for you mm-hmm. over the, where you're at now. Um, but that conversation specifically, I remember you being afraid um, just because it was new. Let's take you back there. Do you remember the fears that were running through your mind? Mm. I don't, you see, I have like such a bad memory and I know, I know you have a really good memory, but I do remember, I do remember like the way I was feeling before moving. Like again, that fear that, that like, like it's so scary. I mean, at what, 28, 27 years old, I lived in San Diego my whole life. Like my roots were there and to just uproot and go, like, it is such a scary thing. And I remember, um, Oh my God. I remember when you, you were praying for me and like, you know, helping me out. Um, you saw like, for example, you saw, okay. So I'll clarify you guys. So Angelica, you know, spiritually, we all have different spiritual gifts. Um, and if you're a Christian, you know that, but if you're not, um, it just is, it's, it's real gifts that God gives you. And there's different ways of communicating with God for me it's journaling. And that's where I, I hear God. Um, sometimes it's through people. Angelica is very prophetic. And so she gets words, she gets visions, very specific to the to the person that she's praying over. So Angelica, you got a vision of a driveway. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. And so here I am, you guys like, nervous, scared. And then I have my sister in Christ by my side, praying for me, praying over me. And she's, you know, just listening to God and he's showing her things to affirm me. Like, this is where you're going. This is where you're supposed to go. And one of them was a driveway. And then she's like, I just see this like black, what was it like blacked out driveway? And I was like, oh, my gosh, my in-laws, my in-laws have a, so just connecting the dots. And then what else, Angelica, do you want to touch on that? It was your vision. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but it was for you. So I just, okay, well, I just remember different visions from that conversation and and that prayer, right? And, And the point of that is God was trying to connect with you. Jesus was trying to connect with you in that moment. Look. I'm confirming through these things so that either right now it's going to make sense or at some point when it happens, I'm connecting it for you. Why? Because I want to show you that I'm here, that I'm in control, that I know what's going on and I want to encourage you and let you know that you're loved and you're cared for. That's the whole reason he speaks to us, right? Is because it's a relationship. And so I remember one of the visions being, this long table, almost like a medieval length size table filled with food. It was a feast, like tons of food. There was fruit, there was food, there was just filled. It was just a feast. It was an overflow. And that was one of the things that he was speaking to you about this season over here. And so God does that with us through the Holy Spirit when we're believers because we have the Holy Spirit in us. He speaks to us. He lives in us. And so we're able to hear him. The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. So we as believers can hear him and he can communicate to us. And so him giving that to you 
was letting you know, I have some beautiful things down the road for you. I know you're scared and I'm meeting you there, but there's some beautiful things that I have for you. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of something for you in that moment to hold on to, just like Mm -hmm. other believers will get something from him. But I remember that specific one. And then Mm -hmm. we talk about the library one. There was like a picture of this room. It looked like a library. It had a bunch of bookshelves filled with books. That one we still don't know what to do with. We're (laughs) not sure. Um, But you had to hold on to certain things, not only just those, but God spoke to you yourself as you journaled, because that's your relationship with him. God mm-hmm. gave you confirmations. And so since we're talking about holding on to stuff, when you're in a waiting season, when you're not where you could see the end result yet, mm-hmm. and you have these words from God, you have these visions from God, he's spoken to you in these different ways, either through people or however he speaks to you. When he spoke to you, certain things that you were able to hold on to and hold close to your heart. How did that go when it got hard? What was your process like? Yeah. So, um, you know, after moving, expecting all this and it not happening right away, I started to lose a little bit of not hope because I feel like, again, that kind of strengthened my faith, but I'll say hope because I can't find the, the right word. I, I was just confused, right? And so I started journaling and I started praying about it. And like, I'm like, God, I'm not feeling like I belong. I'm not feel like, is it time to move back? And God said, no. <laughs> and so um, in that waiting, I'll, like I wanted to run back to my comfort zone and I wanted to say, okay, maybe, maybe we, we all move back. Maybe me, Joe, Gray, we move back and, and this is it. Right. And, and God said, no, he said, it's, it's not time. And he's like, I have, you know, he'll say, I have, I have things for you. Be patient. And honestly, like, thinking back to all my journaling sessions in the last year or so, it's, it's a lot of be patient, use this time to rest, use this time to grow. That's been my waiting season. So he gave us the picture of the feast, right? Two, Mm -hmm. two years ago, I've got grand things, great things for you. Two years, let's just say two years have passed. And, um, before, let's say before the last two months, so two years in the process, it's all been a waiting season because I have still felt out of place. I still haven't felt like I'm fulfilling my purpose. I know, chills. I know, (laughs) I can't even focus. I'm like smiling (laughs) ear to ear because how freaking exciting. I know that things, things are coming things are happening like I know that in my heart a hundred percent and he's given me that he's he's given me that that faith in that but in from until that happens it's been a season of waiting and that for me has entailed rest grow patience all the things that I have prayed for in the past that's what he's giving me in the waiting so had had I jumped into like the feast right away, I wouldn't have grown internally like I like I need needed to to prepare, oh, yeah to prepare me for what's coming. 
and it's coming. <laughs> so, yeah, that has like it, it reminds me of too, like when we get things prematurely, like this has been talked about so many times and it's just like when he's growing us and maturing us and stretching us, it's, we've talked about it so many times it's uncomfortable because we want, we want to be comfortable. We want to be in a specific zone that we individually enjoy. And so when he's pulling us and stretching us and that's putting us in a place of being reliant on him, dependent on him, it's drawing us. So I was thinking about this earlier. We have a choice, right? When something mm-hmm. gets uncomfortable in life, we can either draw close to him mm-hmm. or we can run mm-hmm. and we can start going the opposite way. We have that choice. But the whole point of him stretching us and saying like, okay, I know this is uncomfortable. I, I understand. And there's, there's tearful nights of, I don't know what's going on. I'm so confused. I don't want to walk anymore. I'm tired of this. I, I don't want to do it anymore. But he, when he's stretching us and it's time for the revelation of now you see, he gives us that glimpse. This is what all that was for. Mm-hmm. Before we get into the revelation, I kind of want to go a little bit back. So you talked about your <laughs> in San Diego well because it makes sense drum roll uh-huh good <laughs> the build up. yeah the build up right your job well one of your main jobs because you talked about personal training but your day job I guess mm-hmm. you were an executive assistant yeah and you wore a lot of hats right mm-hmm. okay what maybe you can kind of talk about some of the things you would do okay. generally generally so in San Diego, I was an executive assistant and um, my boss at the time, he had like seven different companies. So I did um, from paperwork to um, his website, like I helped with his website. Um, I helped. Um, oh, and then I did my my personal training business. So I did all, all of my stuff, my website, my social media, my advertising, all of that. Right. This is in San Diego. And then I moved out here and I don't do any of that. <laughs> but you, you're really good at, okay, if I can just kind of like toot your horn real quick. You're really good at wearing a lot of hats. You're really good at multitasking. That's where you excel. This is what I've noticed. You're really good at multitasking. You're really good at, you have like an eye for things. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know how to organize well, and you're just one of those people who are like, okay, this, 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 okay, go. And you just, you know how to make the puzzle pieces work, and you're really good at making it all be in orderly fashion. Mm-hmm. Those are some of your strengths. So you're, you're artistic in the way that you present things. You know how to get things done. You have started up stuff on your own, like the websites, all that stuff. All those things are your strengths. Thank you. You're welcome. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you're also, you are an empathetic person. So when someone is going through something on the spiritual side, your gift is empathy. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever told you that before, but I've noticed it more and more recently that that's your gift. You're not one of those people who just hears a story and it doesn't move you like you are moved deeply. And because of that, you use that to 
like like that's your 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 gift so you can use that for prayer and people and yeah. be successor because you're moved there's a reason you're moved there's there's a reason that god has given you the gift of of empathy is so that you can grab that and turn it into prayer and then be an intercessor for that person or the situation now that makes sense it's all going to tie together <laughs> so now let's take you back to this season that you were in where you were having times of I don't know what the heck I'm mm-hmm. doing now. everything is foreign I have you you know not all the time but sometimes you were thinking I have no friends I have no community I don't feel fulfilled in in these jobs they feel meaningless and endless and I don't feel like I'm being used to my potential and it kind of felt like well not kind of it was your waiting season mm-hmm. so that was almost two years and recently God has been placing things in order little by little. And I know you've been seeing them because you've been telling me. So let's talk about these little things, starting with your church and your pastors reaching out to you. Yeah. So first I want to just even say you guys or anyone listening, like you mentioned something on Helga, we have the choice. And so I've been, I had been struggling for the first two years I really could have, I mean, somehow, but I could have technically moved back. No one was chaining chaining me down to Illinois, right? I could have moved back. I could have, like, ra- like, ran to my comfort zone and just said I tried and it did. And actually, I was at the verge. <laughs> actually, I was at the, remember, Angelica? Probably, like, two months ago, I was like, Joe and I talked. I think I just yeah, it's, it's messing with my mental. I, I mean, this is insane. You guys, like I was so ready to start. I honestly even looked at jobs one day. I was like, I I think, I think I'm just going to have to do it. And I journaled and God said, not yet. He said, no. And I chose to be obedient and that to me, like, I'm going to toot my own. No, I'm kidding. But to <laughs> me, <laughs> that's growth. Like, whoa, right? Because I know myself five years ago, six years ago, I wouldn't have waited. I would have ran back. That's That was just my pattern. I'm uncomfortable. I'm getting out of here. This relationship is making me uncomfortable. Goodbye, right? Yeah. But to choose to stay in the uncomfortable because I'm expecting something, because I know something's coming, because God said... I mean, oh my gosh. So it's paid off because, <laughs> because I finally found a church that I just oh, belong. I'm supposed to be there. And just a tiny little, um, what's the background on the church? It's a church that just planted. It's a new church. It started in January this year. There's two pastors that moved from London. And they planted a church in Naperville, where I live, right? And I mean, it is everything that I was looking for, small, family-oriented, and Christ-centered. So I go, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like, okay, I meet the pastors, we get to know each other. And, you know, initially, because I've been going to that church for probably six months now, but initially, um, Juliet, my pastor she was like I don't even want you to dive into into like serving I just want you to get connected like I want you to find community 
And and I love that because that just shows their heart. Okay. So then I continued to just, you know, I went to a community group and then they reached out, what, three weeks ago. And they were like, hey, Gigi, we've been thinking about ways for you to serve. Actually, before that, Juliet and I had dinner um, about a couple months ago. And she was like, I just, she's like, you have exactly what you were saying on Helica. Like, you have such an entrepreneurial mindset. Like, you could do this, you could do that. Like, you know, she's just like, you're just that person, you know, and, and she was just affirming me like God uses every little step of your life, every little job that you've done in your past, maybe it seemed meaning meaningless at the time. But then later on, years down the road, it's like, Oh, that's why I did that job for two months, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, so she's telling me all this. And I'm like, Yeah, that's so true. That makes sense. But okay. You know, and now they reached out and they're like, hey, Gigi, um, we've been thinking about ways for you to serve. And we just think that you have such a good eye for things. And we wanted to see if you can help out with our social media and our merch. So I'm going to be helping them out with that. That's that's so good. So the reason why I bring that up and why that is important is because this this is like the the main thing is her heart has been she has been asking God on her own time in her quiet time like God use me mm-hmm. I want to be used for your kingdom that's been her desire and God knows that and he's been honoring that right he's been holding on to that he's been nourishing that and and growing that in her and building it in her to be used for his kingdom it's It's not a coincidence that her background and what she's good at and her natural talents are now going to be used. So that's why I wanted to talk about this was because Mm -hmm. although we're specifically talking about your story, this is everybody's story. Mm -hmm. God will use your strengths. He'll build you. He'll use the things that come natural to you. And if you open yourself to him to be used and you you come to him and say, God, I want you to use me, like use me. He's going to honor that. And he's going to use you and use your strengths in ways that you possibly didn't even have in your mind further than your expectation. So now he's not only led her to this church who is loving her well and thinking about her because she's already, she's a multitasker. Yes, but we don't want to be burned to the ground with all the stuff we're doing. So he's led her to a church who cares for her personally, Mm -hmm. who considers her life and her duties as a wife, as a mother, and someone working outside of the home. Not only that, but now he's using her natural talents. He's honoring that desire that he's been cultivating in her. Mm -hmm. And now he's placed her in a position at that church to be used and for those talents to be used and and not for her glory, Mm -hmm. for his Mm-hmm. And that's why she's feeling so filled and in faith and filled in purpose is because he authored those desires in her. Mm-hmm. She grabbed onto them because of her faith. And he grew that he honored that. And it's not like overnight he said, you got it and snapped his fingers, although he can. Mm-hmm. He chose to grow that in you. He chose to build it up in you so that when you saw it and he put it in front of you. 
you knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that's you all of this time and it's like a rewind of all of those times you were crying all of those times you were saying where's my community all those times that you felt unfulfilled and you thought those jobs were meaningless and you were not being used they were all bringing you to this moment and so back to that that table of the feast right mm-hmm. if we backtrack even another little thing with this podcast you guys God was doing the same thing simultaneously in my heart. And my heart was saying, God, use me. I feel like a toy on a shelf being unused. Like I have all of this inside of me and I don't have anywhere to put it. Mm-hmm. And so on my end, he was doing the same thing. He authored that desire in me. He grew that in me all the while doing that in her heart. Mm-hmm. And that's how this podcast started. Yeah, she got to me and I'm like, that's exactly where my we didn't talk about it until she brought it up. I'm like, that's what God's been doing in my heart. That's how this podcast started. That's how all of this was authored is because he grew these things in us and brought us both together. He's using her strengths of being able to be a multitasker and and all of the things that she can do Mm -hmm. with whatever he's birthing in me. And so her feast is you're at this moment of this crescendo yeah right of like okay this 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 and this it's an it's insane like I mean and I wanted do want to share that there was a like a pivotal moment I think you know now that we're talking about it and really like looking into it with a with a microscope um it was about I think and my timelines might be off, but like about two months ago or three, when I was going through the waiting season, I, I, you guys, I was tired of waiting. I was getting tired. I, I remained faithful. I was, you know, journaling. I was asking God. I was talking to one hell. Like I was talking to Jackie, like both of you got a lot of those conversations. And it one day I finally was like, I'm so tired and like, I'll get emotional even thinking about that, like that feeling. Like I was like, I'm so tired, God, like just do with me as you please use, use my life, take it because the way I've been doing it is not working. So here it is. And like, I, I meant that with my whole heart and it's a scary thing to say because you actually have to be like willing, you know, like you could say it, I've said it before four years ago and I didn't really mean it all the way right but I actually was like just take it I'm I'm tired it's not working out I'm not feeling in place I I don't know what I'm doing I don't know what to do so please just take over my life and and use it as you please and I think that was like the bridge like the shift you know like like because like you said God gives us free will and so we do have to be willing And I think that was like my way of saying, okay, actually, like, I'm, I'm ready to be fully obedient. And that meant, you know, then a few weeks later, the pastors reach out. And so it's everything started lining up. And I was in a place where I was like, yes, because in my mind now, I'm, I'm trying to make room for God and I'm trying to make room for like his kingdom and his purpose for me not what I think my purpose for me is but what God has for me and so I think with all that I'm finally able to like 
take it all in and and do it all and prioritize the things that matter. And I think you mentioned a little bit, like I am a multitasker. I do have a lot going on. And I remember when I told you about, I think, yeah, when I was telling you about doing the social media and the merch for a second, you were thinking she already has so much on her plate. Remember? Yeah, I do. (laughs) That was, that was my first, like, as soon as you said it, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys just, so I, I work like 30 hours a week or something designing like interior designing. Um, I actually had relaunched my personal training business too. (laughs) We launched this podcast and then all the things, right. Being a mom, being a wife, being like all the things. And so then I'm like, oh, plus now Angelica, I'm going to also do this. And for a second, she's like, wait, you know, and I'm like, but I'm going to make room for God because this takes priority, you know? So, and I haven't even posted this or said it out loud, but I'm pretty sure the personal training business, it's, it's shutting down. And, um, and I think it's because God is leading me to something else. Um, and so, um, my goal now has just been to make room. And as I'm making room, I'm just watching the feast, basically. Like I'm watching the table fill up with God's things, if that makes sense. So good. That's so good, you guys. I'm so excited. (laughs) I know. It's crazy because it's like, it's the, the, it's the roller coaster, right? And, and what I wanted to do was not just end here on the feast although like man god is good god is so good and he's faithful and i think that's exactly what this story depicts and and just it shows his glory it it shows like his heart for us um but i thought that it was important to talk about like all those hard times like what do we do when when we're waiting and 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 how does that process look like and and what should we be doing? And I love the way that story kind of just illustrates like what you did. So what you did was you clung to God. Mm-hmm. You tried you tried it your way initially, mm-hmm. just like we all do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, we try to fit the star into the square, you know, like this. No, and we're doing it and doing it. And it's like, um, when are you going to just put it down and just trust me? Like, I, I got you. Yeah. I have some plans for you. I have that feast for you. Um, and God is, is so faithful. He'll speak to you in different ways. Um, he'll communicate with you. And I love how you spoke about giving space to him, not until you finally said, okay, I, I tried it. I, I tried every way that I could possibly do because you your natural instinct is to um, organize and, and put together and, and delegate. And, and that's your natural task. You tried it. And although that's a good thing and it was authored by him and created by him into you, that's not what he asked you to do in, in that season, in that circumstance. And until you finally surrendered and realized, okay, well, I'm just going to give it to you. Then he was able to show you like, the feast yeah and and I think that this is just the beginning like I like wholeheartedly 
believe that. And so I just want to like, just encourage anyone listening that's going through that season. Like one, I think, you know, like we, we may call it intuition, but I think it's also just like the spirit affirming you, you know, like, so like I knew outside of like journaling like I knew it didn't feel right to move back it wasn't going to be the right thing to do and if you really tune into that and you tune into your journaling if you journal or speaking to God though in whatever way you do like hear him not because I think we're so prone to sometimes hear what we want to hear like actually take the time to like hear God open the Bible see what he says uh, you know run it with with someone else your, your spiritual friend you know like as I've you know I've, I've ran things through you um but just remain like faithful like if he told you go here you go there and you stay there until okay. he tells you otherwise right um, okay. because what's on the other side is just insane and I never thought I would be having this conversation with you on Helico recording this because you can't draw this stuff out. You just have to like let it happen. And then you, that's how you experience it, you know? So you could have told me that this was going to happen and I wouldn't have believed it. You know, it just, it has to happen, but you have to let it happen. And so um, that's my biggest encouragement is to just like, listen to God, like really hear um, and be obedient, stay faithful and hopeful. And there is going to be times where you may feel def- defeated. You may feel like you're at your wits ends. Um, but if God's telling you to stay, it's because he has something for you. Um, and just something so beautiful. And I know that this for me is just the start um, to something amazing like I know like just with the church I know there's so much coming and that's my heart is to just serve God and how do you serve God a lot of the time through the church and what the church does and serving people in the church you know so for me I think that the door has just opened and it's time to feast that's so good we'll leave it right there you guys (laughs) I hope this message really does encourage you guys and if you guys have any questions or any topics or comments, um, you guys can go ahead and reach out to us on our Instagram page. That's now live underscore Mm -hmm. podcast. Love you guys. Bye.